Welcome to the Boss Lady Podcast. If you desire to make your life extraordinary, to reach and exceed your personal and professional goals, and to learn from other strong leaders, then the Boss Lady Podcast is for you. As a mother, wife, and former CEO, I will share lessons and stories of personal and professional successes and failures. Join my co-host, Al Smith, and me as we break down strategies, tools, and techniques that will enhance your professional and personal growth. I am Teresa Rand, and this is the Boss Lady Podcast. Good morning, Boss Lady listeners. We are glad to have you here today. Once again, welcome. I'm Teresa Ram with the Boss Lady Podcast and happy to be here with our resident Boss Lady Pastor, Katie Steinberg, today. If you are a regular listener, you know that Katie joins us once a month. If you're a new listener, you're in for a treat. And then you know that at least you can come back once a month, but I hope you come back more often to listen to our podcast each week with a variety of topics. You can always find the blog, the podcast, anything you want to know about Teresa Rand Consulting at TeresaRandConsulting.com and look through all the exciting activities we have going on, the different uh, Facebook Lives we do on trainings during the week, all kind of fun stuff for you or for your business um, at TeresaRandConsulting.com. But I want to jump right into Pastor Katie's topic today. And first of all, welcome, Katie. We're glad to have you here. Thanks. It's always so fun to be with you. Always fun. So I have to start by asking because I know uh, you did a little special thing at your your church this weekend, did you not? Uh, oh my goodness, oh. Teresa. You know, sometimes I get an idea and I'll keep kind of um, formulating it and waiting for someone else to tell me it's a bad idea <laughs> or not to do it or uh, to put up some kind of obstacle. And when that doesn't happen, I'm like, all right, here we go. So uh, that idea this past week was to um, wrap and sing the Where is the Love song by the Black Eyed Peas from the pulpit in a traditional church full of traditional church folks uh, this past Sunday. And it was really fun. And oh. I had a couple of sweet little eighty-year-old ladies tell me that was great, and I thought, "Really? Oh my <laughs> so, goodness! Uh, it was a lot of fun." Yeah, I yeah, the- love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. You're bringing some new energy and new ideas to that yeah. church that's been around for a long time, right? Yeah, it's First Presbyterian Church, Daytona Beach. Next year, it will be 100 years that's old. What I thought, and uh, yeah, and I'm preaching there once a month and um, helping them do some outreach stuff that uh, feeds in with the things I've been doing with Missing Peace for the last six years. So, you know, I find it interesting that you say that a couple of 80 year old ladies came up and, Uh you know, talked about how much fun it was. I'm guessing what's going through their mind is that they're happy to have a woman in the pulpit because I'm thinking they probably thought that would never happen. Yeah, probably not. I mean, they probably never would have imagined that as as young folks. I mean, it was only in the 60s and 70s when um, the Presbyterian Church started ordaining right. women at all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they've they've certainly been through a lifetime of that's not acceptable to right. uh oh, now we have in their mind a young person <laughs> rapping. 
That's in the great. moment. We never I thought we'd it. see the day. So, and Good they're open you. enough and, and loving enough to say, to, to realize, and this is kind of how I introduced it, that um, God's word can come from all kinds of unexpected yeah. people and places. And, uh, and here's just another one. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So what's our topic today? I already know, but our listeners don't know. Yeah. Well, it kind of feeds in with what we're talking about nicely. Um, it's about where we're finding light and hope in this time. Um, I think, you know, and we've talked about this a little bit this year already, but uh, that sense that, okay, we're going to, we're going to turn the page. It's going to be 2022. It's going to be a new year and, you know, new and exciting. And then I feel like I myself and heard from many others that, we were a little let down. Oh, there's another wave of the virus and there's this and that happening. And it, life didn't magically correct itself in 2022. And so we held some space for that in some of our earlier conversations. But in this conversation, I'm hoping we can say, okay, now that we've adjusted to where we are in 2022 to some degree, um, where are we finding hope and life and light? Yeah. yeah. You know, just I don't know, one day this week I was in a meeting and somebody was talking and he said, you know, last year in 2020, we all know what happened. And it just hit me that nobody said anything, obviously, but 2021, we thought it was going to be so different from 2020 and it wasn't. And I think in our mind, 2020 just lasted two years and now we're in 2022. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, you are, you are not far from the truth there. I feel like, yeah, it's uh some things just seem to kind of drag on, but there's this, this um, story that I came across. That's uh, it's actually a Jewish creation story. And uh, the concept is called Takun Alam. And I think we may have mentioned this one other time uh, on your podcast, but the concept is that at the beginning of time, God drew in a deep breath. And then from that breath created, you know, by that drawing in created space for there to be the creation of humanity in the world and these things. And then God exhaled and sent forth uh, light in vessels. But somewhere along the way, these vessels shattered and scattered that light all over because these vessels could not contain all that was the divine presence. So part of our job as humanity is to find these shards of light mm-hmm. that have been scattered and and even to, uh, to sort of create and nurture this, this light. Right. And, you know, we do that through um, lots of different avenues. So one is sort of the social justice, right? Like we step up and we stand up for, for those who are being marginalized and oppressed. We um, contribute to those and for those who are in need, those who are hungry, those who are without shelter, those kinds of things. Um, and we also nurture the light within ourselves, which is where I think is the less intuitive. But we do that by taking care of ourselves, by thinking about what we're putting in our bodies, by thinking about how we rest and nurture our bodies, how we um, exercise and use our bodies. So it's sort of this all in- encompassing, like how we use our time, what we do outside, but also how we nurture and what we do inside ourselves. And that by doing that, we gather these shards of light these that have been scattered and shattered. Um, and every time we add a shard of light to our gathered uh, collection, it's brighter, it's more. And when we gather each other in all the shards that each of us have gathered, then our light shines even brighter and there's even right. more light. We become a beacon of that light and hope and a reflection of, of God's very self. Right. Um, 
Yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering, I'm wondering with you, Teresa, where are you finding shards? Where are you finding light these days? You know, it's fascinating how our conversation always comes together. I just finished reading a book called Finding Your Unicorn Space. Oh, I love it. And she literally talks about what is your space that has nothing to do with the three P's, parenting, partnering, or professionalism. Mm -hmm. And she tells you the things that count as unicorn space and the things that don't count as unicorn space. So I took that and we're coming fast and furious upon March. And in March on the Boss Lady Community Facebook page, I have engaged with a group of women and every day a different woman from our community is I'm going to have her headshot and what she does in her space creatively. And you need to send me yours, but I'll answer your question. Mine has always been reading because that's, I can tune out the world when I'm reading a good book. Um, and it's something that I enjoy. I mean, I read a lot of books every year because it's just the time that I go inside mm-hmm. and I take, a, I miss a book when I finish it. I miss yeah. the characters when I finish it. Um, and then the other one is working out. You know, back when I was younger, I did a lot of marathons and that was my time. Unless I was running with a person, mm-hmm. when I ran by myself, there was no music, no, I didn't listen to podcasts. I just ran. Yeah. And now I realized that was a form of, of my creative space yeah. and also a form of meditation for me that mm-hmm. I solved a lot of problems on the road Yeah, just by letting my mind go free, but moving my body and feeling powerful. And now I get it in yoga because I don't run uh, Mm -hmm. anymore, but yoga does that for me as well. I love that. I love that you have both pointed to the things that sort of nurture your your own light. Mm -hmm. uh, And also what I'm hearing, some of maybe you didn't explicitly say is guarding the space for that, because sometimes that can be the first thing that goes if we start to get busy and those kind of things, but it's the place where we get our fuel so that we can do the other things that we do well. And I'm also noticing that you were able to speak to the things that nurture you, but uh, it can be trickier for us because we feel um, nervous, embarrassed, or like we're bragging when we talk about the ways that we nurture others, which Mm -hmm. is another piece of the light gathering. So I'm just going to say for you, the way that you empower and nurture and encourage women in particular um, to be you know, the fullness of themselves, Mm -hmm. both using their gifts, but also um, honoring that they are more than their productivity, that they are more than just what they give, but who they are is valuable. And I think that's another way that you nurture and gather light. So I'm going to point that out if you will. Thank (laughs) you for that. And I will tell you, that is absolutely something that fills me up from the tip of my toes to the top of my head. I get passion and energy from watching and supporting and helping other women grow other people but like you said primarily women yeah Um, I really do I really really get a lot of energy from that and I'm grateful for the way that you honor that as your gift I think Mm -hmm. one of the dangerous places I particularly see for women but perhaps for men too but is uh is is it enough 
you know, because I derive some um, joy and passion and it feeds my calling is, you know, is this really my work to do in the world? Isn't work supposed to be hard, you know, and, and isn't it enough? Is it enough um, to just fully live into who I am or am I supposed to live into who you are too? You know what I mean? Like Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> am I supposed to be out there, you know, uh, being Mother Teresa? Uh, right. And, and You're right. Turns out that's not my calling, y'all. So I'm going to live fully <laughs> into what is my calling. And that's Absolutely. how I'm going to gather. Absolutely. Gather yeah. And I, I found this, I've been reading um, bits and pieces of this book that's called Clarity and Connection. And it's just little tidbits and sayings and poems. Um, it's a New York Times bestseller. And it's by Jung Pueblo, who's also the author of Inward. Um, and I just wanted to read you this one little section, because for me, this is what it it, it captures. This is what it looks like if we're all doing the, the light gathering um, that is ours uniquely uh, and doesn't necessarily, mine doesn't look like yours or anyone else's, exactly. but when we're each doing our part, this is what the world looks like. So um, this is the, the section, it doesn't have a title, but it says, imagine a world where love guides society. People would not be hungry or in danger. Bodies would feel safe and minds fully nourished. Voices would be heard and differences respected. Disputes would be handled without violence or terror. Everyone would have access to the things they need to flourish. Sharing, listening, telling the truth, not harming each other, being kind to one another, cleaning up after ourselves. Mm -hmm. Essential lessons we were taught as small children would be taken to heart by adults and woven into a new global culture. Um, and this book is full of these wow. beautiful little sections about that, about, you know, the world, about each other, about relationships and love. So I highly recommend it. Um, but, you know, my, my theological background tells me this description, this is the description of the kingdom of heaven. Mm. This is what it looks like when each of us value ourselves and each other. Right. When each of us is pointing out and gathering the light that we can find, the hope that we can find and honoring that it's enough you know, both for ourselves, so not judging ourselves, is it enough, but also right. others, right? When we yeah. see others and go, oh, are you worthy of my love, support, connection, uh, encouragement? That's that's a poor question, right? That's yeah. a judgment-filled question um, versus honoring and respecting and encouraging each other for the ways that right. each of us gather light and we see uh, the light reflected in each other. Right. Like that's how we live into, again, the theological language would be the image of God into right. which yeah. And you know, when when you texted me this week, you'd be talking about the light. You know, I, I took it and went with uh, in the blog I wrote on Monday about, you know, and I used the random thought, which I always forget to do at the beginning of the show. I don't have Al and Bobby here today to remind me, <laughs> but the random thought was there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And so I talked about when we don't feel our light at all. Mm. We feel very dark. We're in a dark place. We're not sure we're worthy to offer anything to anybody. Yeah. And it could be because there's a tragedy going on in our life. There's just a, a bump in this road of life, but that we always come through. Yeah. And I, I really talked about how we come through. And you basically said, you know, we all have different gifts. We all have different ways and there's no right or wrong. Right. <laughs> yeah. Our way is our way. Right. 
And I, I sometimes find myself, honestly, like I'll get a little discouraged by little sayings that are supposed to encourage me, you know, like find the silver lining, like always look for the hopeful, like blah, blah. And I'll say, sometimes I can't. Right. Yeah. Sometimes I just got to be in the pit. Like, right. And that is a normal part of the human existence. So let me not add shame to the the sense of being in the pit because I can't claw myself out every day and be a right. ray of sunshine. You know, so if you can't gather the light today, okay, that's okay. And that goes back to that. Your worth is not in your productivity or or your worth is not only in what you offer to the world. You have right. innate worth just because you are. As you are. Um, so, you know, I, I think sometimes, um, oh, well, I should, I should feel better. Or I should be able to see the silver lining. We, we should on ourselves that uh, when, when it is, does feel all dark and we can't see the light, um, then, then we feel discouraged on top of our already discouraged state, you know, and, and the other piece uh, that I, I hear in, in what you're saying, and uh, I think is part of the intention of the boss lady community is sometimes we need someone else to see it when we can't, mm. you know, it's like, Teresa, I will believe in you when you can't. Right. And that's part of what we bring to each other in community, whether that's boss lady community or church community or other service organizations and things that we participate in. And sometimes, uh, especially I think American culture tells us we need to do it on our own. We need to self-motivate. We need to be ambitious in these kind of things. And, and there's nothing wrong with that when it's available to you. And sometimes it's not. And right. that's also okay. That's why we have each other. That's why, you know, our, our ancient ancestors joined into communities because that's how we survived was we Absolutely. had each other. You know, there's a, a, a great um, anthropological commentary, and I couldn't tell you who it's by just off the top of my head, that says they point to the beginning of civilization to when they found the first um, healed broken bone. Because what that meant was that instead of leaving behind the weakest who broke their leg and fell and oh, we all moved wow. on, that we stopped to help and to heal and to, to encourage. And that is the, the beginning of community. I love that. What a yeah. great, yeah, I love that. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I recommend that I, I've done um, that worked for me, I'll put it out there, but is if I was having difficulties at home, I would share pieces of that with whoever needed to know at work, whether it's my boss or key peers or key reports, whatever. And the same way, if I was having difficulty at work, I would share that with my family, not oversharing details because neither side really needs all the details or wants all the details. Yeah. But it enabled me to have support when I needed it. If mm -hmm. my boss knew and my key team members knew I was going through a divorce or something with my children or whatever, they give you more grace. You know, if you're you're not smiling all day, every day, or you might miss a deadline or you might need to take off early for uh, whatever. Um, and the same at home, you get grace as opposed to we have a tendency to there is often a tendency to hold it all in and pretend it's all okay yeah. when it's not okay. Yeah. And that vulnerability, that willingness makes you relatable and connectional mm. too, right? It's, you know, it's where the, those soft spaces is where other people can connect. And then, you know, and then that uh, grace can be reciprocated 
I think yeah. as well. And, you know, the mental image I got as we're talking about gathering light um, is maybe the other side of that is sort of dispersing the darkness, right? Sharing little pieces of what is hard so that we don't have to carry it all alone right. because that isn't, that isn't the calling of this life isn't just do it all alone. Um, and again, I think that right. we get the opposite message from culturally often, you I know, um, we're very individualist kind right. of be tough, you know, kind of thing. But I think, um, I think the counterintuitive move, which, which I just love because I feel like that's what Jesus is always doing, right? Like pulling the counterintuitive myth, which is that your, your strength is in your weakness, right? Your vulnerability is the place that you can connect and support both. And, you know, it it shows your humanity. And I can't tell you how many times since I've gotten divorced, somebody has shared their divorce story Mm -hmm. with me. And it's like, now, we now have this connection and relation that uh, the the hardest thing I've ever been through the the brokenness allows creates the space for that for that connection and relationship which tells both parties they're not alone it tells both parties they're going to survive they're going to be okay that they're going to get through the hard stuff so I love that you brought up the sort of sharing what in my mind is kind of sharing the darkness that accompanies the gathering, the light. Right. Exactly. And it just gives us permission. It gives other people permission um, to share as well. You know, there's comfort in knowing that you really are never going through anything alone. There Mm -hmm. is somebody out there going through something similar or like you. And the more, you know, it's just like mental health. The more we can talk about it, it's okay. Yeah. It's not a stigma or it shouldn't be a stigma. It's not whether it's mental health or addiction. I mean, we could go on and on with these things that we don't talk about. Yeah. And that doesn't help anybody get through the dark yeah. places. Yeah. And I think they're alone. Anxiety and despair whisper to us mm-hmm. that we can't share, you know, that we should be ashamed of this or nobody wants right. to hear it. Yeah. Or um, I, if I share with you, I am burdening you. And, you know, uh, if if we can get past that piece and actually do the share, I mean, I, I've never had somebody say, it's too much, Katie, stop sharing that with right. me. You know, exactly. they go, oh my God, I'm so glad you said that. Me too. You know, it's so much more frequently the response. So I, I hope that can be a word of encouragement because in the pit, part of what uh, what is whispered to you is you're the only one in the pit and, you know, everyone else doesn't want to hear your crap. Right. Exactly. And that's just not true. <laughs> it's not true. It's not true. And often you're not asking people to fix it. You just need somebody to listen. Yeah. And what a relief that I can be your friend by just listening and being present. I don't have to have a solution. Hallelujah. Because I don't. (laughs) I mean, I think about sitting on your front porch in the rocking chair one beautiful afternoon. Yeah. Just listening. You know, that's what we do. That is a powerful gift that we can give each other is just to listen. So... I could talk all day. I know we're on Zoom. We prefer to be in person, uh, but it's still magical anytime I get to see you and hear you and be around you. Uh, And I I love this topic today. It's a really good topic because everybody, it makes me just think about I'm, I'm leaving now to go spend a couple hours with my mastermind group. And it's three beautiful women who give me light and I'm not Mm -hmm. sure I tell them enough. So what a lovely reminder. Yeah, let's let's share sure with each other. Yeah, gotta make sure to tell them today. So 
I will end our show the way I always do with my grandfather saying, which always seems to be appropriate, is to take time to stop and smell the roses. Thank you, Katie. Until we meet again, take care.